Welcome to It's the ADHD Friendly Podcast, where we talk all things well-being, personal development, and living our best damn ADHD lives at home and at work. My name is Karen McGill. I'm a certified ADHD life coach, and I'm here to help you do life better. Well, hey, everyone. Happy Friday. I hope you had a great week. My week was a little odd. Have you ever had those weeks where you can never quite get the day right? So when it was Wednesday, I thought it was Friday. And then yesterday, Thursday, I thought it was Wednesday. And as a result, I thought I had an extra day to put up this podcast, which clearly I didn't. <laughs> Fortunately, it was almost ready to go, but I had just hadn't scheduled it. So that's why it's coming up a few hours late today. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. It's Friday. I'm aware of that now. <laughs> we can just move on with life. So this week uh, is a little bit of storytelling, and I'm going to go back into my past and share the five things that helped me cope with my ADHD naturally. And they were natural coping mechanisms because, as you know, I didn't even know I had ADHD for the majority of my life. So these things were compensatory methods that I believe my higher self, intuition, whatever you want to call it, knew that I needed. You know, my conscious self was not great at making decisions. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. And as a child, that showed up in my education and my relationships and just the way I handled my life in general. But as these compensatory methods started showing up in my life, I was able to get a better hold on my brain, make better choices. As a result, I had better relationships. I made more money. I created a better environment for myself. I created new opportunities for myself. And that's where I am today. I would not be the person I am today had I not been able to build these compensatory methods earlier in my life. So I thank my intuition or my higher self or whoever it was within who knew better than my conscious self to develop these skills, these natural coping mechanisms, so that I could live a good and high quality life. And I share these tools because number one, getting the support we need is not always possible. Getting a diagnosis and medication might be cost prohibitive. There might be a wait list that's years long. Your medical practitioners may not believe ADHD is a thing. And actually, I heard that story yesterday and it broke my heart. And if any of those things are true for you, I honestly believe that these natural coping mechanisms can help. And I'm not suggesting that medication can't also help. I believe it can. I, I take it and it does help me, but it's not everything. I'm sure you've heard the saying, the pill is not the skill. These are the skills, right? So whether you're medicated, not medicated, getting the support you need or not, these are the skills, the foundational building blocks that's going to give you a better quality life no matter where you're starting from. So I hope it's helpful and I hope you enjoy it. And also, before we get on to the main event, <laughs> I just wanted to share again that I am doing a goal-setting workshop, a live and interactive goal-setting workshop on January 2nd, 6 p.m. Central Time on Zoom, where we're all going to come together with our planners and our calendars and our aspirations for the new year. And we're going to walk through how to create goals that resonate and that are meaningful for you 
and create the systems you need so that you actually follow through on them and create the life you want to live. So on that note, I will leave a link to the workshop below. I will also leave information about it on my Instagram channel and on my website. So you can go to any of those places to sign up. I would love to see you there. And if you can't make it at 6 p.m. Central on Monday, January 2nd, of course, it will be recorded. So you will get that recording after the fact. So on that note, onto the show. Y'all, if you are in your 20s, 30s, or even your 40s, and you think your ADHD is no joke now, (laughs) just wait till you get into your 50s. I gotta tell you, I am living in what I like to call old lady ADHD. It's no longer about binge spending and binge drinking and partying all night long. It's about, did I take my pills in the morning? Did I get a good night's sleep? And where the hell did I park my car? So today I thought what I would do is share from my perspective of living with ADHD undiagnosed until two years ago, and I'm 52 now, guys. So my whole life is a reflection of what's possible when you're not treated for your ADHD in any way whatsoever because you don't know you have it. So for context, I definitely can see how my ADHD impacted my life Before the age of about 21, I was a hot mess express. I couldn't understand why I couldn't stay organized or neat or remember things. I couldn't understand why I couldn't tell time until I was like 14 or understand math or any of these things that are very common for us ADHDers. I just thought it was stupid. But something happened at the age of 21, and I'm gonna jump into that now and give you the first of the five things that I did to manage my ADHD naturally because I didn't know I had it and how it changed my life. And each of these five things build on each other. And I hope if anything from this video, you take away some ideas of how you can better manage your ADHD, whether or not it's diagnosed or you're taking medications or in therapy or anything like that. All of these tools will make your life better on multiple of levels. I'm not blowing smoke here, guys. I'm telling you the truth. I'm living proof of it. We're gonna get into it right now. The number one thing that I did to manage my ADHD naturally, and it literally changed my life, was to start moving my body on a regular basis. I wanna call it fitness, but it wasn't even that when I first started out. When I first started exercising regularly, I was 210 pounds. I was the most non-athletic person you could ever meet, and I just hated moving. I hated moving, but more than that, I hated being overweight. At the age of 21, it is hard to be overweight. I, I can't speak to what it feels like today because I think the body positivity movement has normalized different body types, which I think is great. But when I was 21 years old, it was not in any way acceptable, and it wasn't the norm either. So I was completely ignored by men, and the only male attention I got was not the right kind because I was just so desperate for love. (laughs) So I got to a point where I was just so sick of being overweight, and I remember the day so clearly when I put on my cheap pair of Keds and I ran around the block and gave myself hideous shin splints, but I got up the next day and I did it again. I had no idea what I was doing. I wasn't that consistent and I was just making stuff up as I went along. But the more I started to see a little glimmer of result, 
the more excited I got, the more hyper-focused I got. And the more hyper-focused I got, the more consistent I became. My self-regulation, which is really usually one of my weakest strengths, became one of my top strengths because I was motivated. And I kept taking messy action, guys. This is long before the advent of Google and YouTube videos and any sort of education that you could get around working out or eating right. So I was just making things up based on what I saw in magazines and trial and error. And the more I worked out, the more motivated I was to eat a little bit better and a little bit better. And I want you to understand that I never became like this fitness chick who is obsessed with the gym. I still don't like to work out to this day, but I do it every day because I realized the magic that it provides my brain. So if you look at the neuroscience, when you work out, you send blood flow to the brain. When that happens, you have better access to your prefrontal cortex, which ADHDers don't always have that. So it's almost like it opens the door to your executive functions where you make better decisions, you're less scattered, you're more organized, and therefore you do better in your relationships, at work, in school. So that's what started to happen. As I started working out, as I started losing weight, yes, I dropped 80 pounds and I started getting attention from boys, finally, but that wasn't the real win there. That was the booby prize. The real win was that I changed my brain chemistry and that changed my life. All of a sudden I went from somebody who was wickedly in debt, somebody who was a high school dropout. I was a bartender at the time. I would go out every night drinking with my friends afterwards. I lived in a hideous like rental house with a bunch of other bartenders and waiters and waitresses. It was a hot mess express. But that one move to start moving my body made the trajectory of improvements from there. So this gets to number two, and that is I started taking my sleep seriously. Originally, that motivation to start taking my sleep more seriously was really because I knew that when I slept better, I was able to convince myself to work out. Because again, guys, this was not easy for me, but I knew when I was tired on those days that I didn't sleep well, I was cranky, I ate way too much sugar, and I didn't want to move my body. So now I'm working out regularly and I can see the benefits both physically and mentally, even though I didn't know I had ADHD, I could just tell that I was doing better at adulting. And I saw that sleep enhanced that. So all of a sudden, I'm now working out on the regular and I'm sleeping instead of going out partying with my friends at night. And I'm saving money, I'm eating better, and I'm just doing a better job at life in general. And sleeping better probably would never have occurred to me had I not started working out. The third thing that happened as a result of this, now I'm sleeping, I'm working out, and I'm doing better at my job, and I'm making more money, and I'm working more hours. I'm not spending a ton of money partying. I have a little bit more cash to burn. What do I do? I get out of my hideous living environment, and I got myself my own apartment. This was huge. Again, I have no idea at this point that I have ADHD. I'm in my mid-20s. And I'm just tired of acting like a juvenile party animal. And I knew that I needed to have a place where I could come home to that was a haven that I knew what to expect when I was coming home rather than people having their friends going through the house at all hours of the night. I also grew up in a house with an alcoholic father who was tyrannical and I never knew what I was coming home to from one day to the next. So finally, having a space of my own set up in a way that worked for me 
completely changed my energy, my sense of security, my sense of peace. I've always been a highly anxious person, but it wasn't until I got my own apartment that I was able to start managing it a little bit better. Now, I was still very disorganized and was still taking messy action along the way, but I'm getting a little bit better. And I start to see the benefits of having an environment that's not full of papers and dirty dishes and things like that, because that added to my anxiety. So on the days when I took the time to wash the dishes that were in the sink or organize the papers and go through them and decide what it is I needed to do with them, I started to sense this real sense of relief. I started to have more agency over my life. So that was number three, having an environment that really nurtured me as opposed to made my ADHD worse. Hey, it's future me coming in to make another point on my new camera, what do you think? I actually just wanted to share that my environment didn't just help me in the sense that I had my own place and I set it up the way I wanted it to. To this day, my environment is one of the things that I lean on to feel calm, and peaceful. And what that looks like today is a lot more minimalistic and decluttered. And I just find that when my space is clear and clutter-free, my brain also feels clear and clutter-free. Take that for what it's worth. I find for me that my external environment is a reflection of my internal environment and vice versa. So the more organized it is, the better I feel internally. So just wanted to add that little piece on with the rest. This is all happening in my mid-20s. Fast forward to my late 30s. I had just moved to California from Toronto to start a new job. So I'm in a place where I know nobody and everything's new. And if you have ADHD, you know that transitions can be really hard. Change can be really hard. So I'm in this new environment and that in and of itself is a challenge. Fortunately, I had these tools, right? Like I, I was religious about my sleep. I worked out all the time. I started experimenting with different kinds of movement. I got into triathlon at that point and it was really helping me focus on work, focus on what was most important in this new stage of life that I was in. And then life threw me another curveball when my mom had been diagnosed with a brain tumor before I left for California, went into remission, the brain tumor came back. And about eight months later, my mother passed away. And that was a really tumultuous time for me emotionally. And then that moment, the worst of my ADHD could have showed up, but because I had these tools, I was able to really understand that I could make better choices that could help me cope with this stressful and just painful time that I was going through. So instead of drinking more or eating more or shopping my feelings away, I picked up yoga, which I had done a little bit of it and I knew enough to know that it made me feel good because it was something that I leaned into when I was going through my divorce, when I was previously married. And when I was going through that period, when I was still in Toronto and it was very stressful, I just would roll out my yoga mat in the living room and I would do a little yoga routine. And by the end of the routine, I would just be bawling because I could see that it was helping me release emotion. So I thought that was a really good thing at the point in my life. So when my mom passed away, I leaned back into yoga and that changed my life again. Some of you may know if you've been around for a while, I ended up leaving my corporate job and going to India to learn how to teach yoga because I had just become such a convert and how powerful yoga was to help me manage my anxiety, my nervous system, and my undiagnosed ADHD, because at this time, I still didn't know I had it. So I went to India, and I've continued to practice yoga since that time. Right now, my practice is something that I look at as 
part of my mental hygiene and it helps me on the regular. I meditate every single day. I use the Insight Timer app. It's free and it's brilliant. And I do yoga about two or three times a week. So now I've been working out regularly for over 25 years and I dropped that 80 pounds and kept it off. I've also improved my diet. I am sleeping like a champ. I'm now doing yoga and meditation. And at this point, it's now 2020. (laughs) And we all know how that year went. That was the year where all of my good habits went out the window because everything went out the window that year, right? Like we all lost our habit and our structure and our ability to cope because we didn't know what was happening in the world. So at that point, I really had a meltdown and I knew something had to change. And I will thank Shalene Johnson, shout out to her, for sharing on her podcast one day that she had recently been diagnosed with ADHD and talking about that experience and what it was like. And that was like a light bulb went off for me because I was like, holy cow, that is me. And at that point, I went through the process of getting diagnosed with ADHD. I knew I had it. So before I even had the formal diagnosis in my hand, I had signed up for an ADHD coaching course because I knew that was going to be the next tool to put in my toolbox. And that is really where I learned the power of the fifth way to manage your ADHD naturally that is going to change your life for the better and that is creating systems and processes in your life to automate the crap out of everything that you can. This is why I do my weekly and monthly reviews. This is why I'm obsessed with Notion. This is why I love watching planning videos and seeing how other people do it. This is why I love having systems in my house for having my pills by the coffee maker, having all these different systems and routines set up so that I don't have to spend precious cognitive energy, figuring out how to do those things myself in the moment. Having systems, customized systems that work for you and your life and your preferences is so important to running on full steam towards your goals, towards the life you want, towards a life that lights you up. And that, if I were to give you a bonus tip, which is really something that I've come into in the last year, is finding what lights you up. Learn what your character strengths are. Learn what your interests and values are and really dive into those. And for me, that's being here on this channel talking about my own personal experience with ADHD and everything I've learned through my coaching certification and just my personal research. And I continue to learn because there is so much to learn. And that's why I'm so passionate about showing up here and sharing my experiences. So on that note, guys, I hope you found this helpful. If you did, please drop a comment below. Hit and subscribe and all of those other YouTube things. And thanks for being here. I love you guys. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Thank you for listening. For links and resources for this podcast, please visit itsadhdfriendly.com or click the link in the show description. Please also be sure to subscribe so you get automatic updates when new shows are posted. And of course, please do leave us an ADHD-friendly review. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next week.